Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Looks to me like we're headed straight in. Oh my goodness. Eight, yeah. Seven, oh, six, wow. five, four, three, two, one. Oh wow. Awaiting visual confirmation. And we have Awful lot of cheering for crashing an expensive spaceship into a rock. But on purpose, Jack, on in purpose. the first ever intergalactic effort mission to protect the whole planet, NASA, NASA plunged the DART spaceship into uh, the, uh, the meteorite duodenum, which was uh, orbiting the larger satellite, Snuffleupagus, um, and, but uh, in an attempt to alter its course to perhaps protect the Earth someday in a rehearsal of the, the, the techniques that would be used to protect the Earth from some uh, dinosaur-obliterating giant meteor strike. Twice in the history of the planet while we had life on Earth has a meteor struck the Earth and wiped out almost every bit of living Everything on the planet, the the one that killed the dinosaurs and practically everything else 65 million years ago. And then there's another one even further back. 1975. 1975 is right. The Reds had just won the World Series. That's right. Um, uh, It's many, many gazillion years before the dinosaur won 65 million years ago. So they happen every like 
60, 70 million years. So it's not that likely. But the one before was even more devastating. It, it wiped out like 95% of every living thing on the planet. Like we, the planet had to practically start over with life with that wow. particular meteor. So it's a, you know, it, it's a pretty catastrophic thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I happened to be watching it live. I remembered with about 10 minutes to spare when it was going to be happening, and I watched uh, through NASA's uh, streaming channel, and it really was quite awesome. It was um, it, it was sending back the, the DART uh, ship craft uh, was sending back images as it got closer and closer and closer it passed the big meteor uh, that uh, the smaller one orbits which is a hell of a concept as they they plummet through space uh, but as it got closer and closer to the little one that was the target it came into st- starker and starker relief till the final image right before this thing crashed into it at 14,000 miles per hour. The final image was like you were standing looking down at the rocky soil of planet Earth. It was brilliantly clear and in great focus. So what did and it then, look you know, like? Kerr Bluey. Honestly, it looked like uh, you're in a granite quarry. It was very rocky. Just mm. smallish rocks on a bigger rock. So it's uh, gravelly? Just, but it was... I wouldn't say, yeah, gravelly, rocky, variety of sized rocks. It was just rocks. I I always assumed a meteor was one big solid object, not like it had gravel on it. I would think that would fly off or something. Does it have its own gravity? Well, rocks, and yeah, they do, absolutely. That's why the one orbits around the other, and evidently it's enough gravity to hold what looked like loose rocks to it. I'll be darned. Yeah, what the the G forces are there, I have no idea. But just it was it was awesome to see something that unimaginably distant, that close up. I mean, it was like you were standing on the thing just before the big kerblooey. And uh, I tell you what, the little platypus-looking creature that was running around in those rocks, I'm I'm afraid it was killed. Um, but uh, it, was, it looked like a platypus, except it was wearing eyeglasses, which surprised me somewhat. But um, Very cute, but, but probably dead. Yeah, probably dead. So now I guess NASA has to figure out, okay, now we do our crazy measurements and figure out how much we've nudged this thing and, and whether it worked the way we thought it was going to work. But uh, an amazing feat. And, and you made the point earlier on the show, and I thought it was uh, a flash of brilliance. <laughs> that is going on simultaneously with the worst, most caveman brutal things humankind is capable of simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, we got wars going on the same you got something I want, so I'm going to take it by beating you or killing you. The same human nature thing going on while we're doing that stuff in space. Yeah, somewhere there's a human being producing a breathtaking work of art. And somewhere in Ukraine, there's a Russian soldier beating an old man just because he can. Yeah, tell you what, that's, that's humans. Ooh, boy, that's, uh, whew, geez, too much perspective. Sorry. Sorry. That's why nobody wants me at their parties. Anyway, what were we going to talk about? Oh, that's right. So people, you say that at a party, standing around the punch bowl, and people just kind of, well, I got to go over there. (laughs) Hey, good to talk to you. Oh, jeez. Muttering. You know who you'd be like? Jeffrey Dahmer. Has anybody watched the Jeffrey Dahmer (laughs) Netflix thing? I don't think I'm much like him. What are you talking about? I started watching because I got my new i14 Pro Max phone that's giant, and I actually wanted to see what it'd be like to watch TV on it. I watch way more TV on my phone than I do on a TV. Like 95% of the TV I watch is on my phone, so I thought I'd get a bigger phone. But So I, I went to Netflix, thought I'd just try something out. Saw Dahmer. I'd read a little bit about it. I didn't realize it's episodes. It's not just a movie. 
Mm. And uh, I started on episode one, and it is something. I assume you all know the Jeffrey Dahmer story. He was a cannibal, lived in Wisconsin, got caught when somebody escaped. Turned out he'd... How many people did he kill? I didn't even Wikipedia that. Like 50 or something is a lot. No, no it wasn't nearly that many, but it was several. The, the notable thing was that he, he was a, a gay fella, and he wanted to create a sex slave by drilling holes in his victims' heads and pouring in various uh, <sighs> liquids in an attempt to neutralize their brain. Which proves that not only was he a cannibal and a murderer, but he was a freaking moron. Um, yeah, they haven't. I haven't made it that far, and if it goes that far, I might have to turn it off. Spoiler alert! But he has lured a uh, a gay fellow back to his home from the bar, and uh, pulled a knife on him, and things are getting really weird and tense. And I don't know how far they're yes. going to take this. And the neighbor is complaining of weird smells coming out of his house. Oh, boy. And he claimed that his parents sent him some meat, and he his fridge uh, quit on him, so it had spoiled. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it's something. It's something. I don't, know, I don't know what kind of person wants to watch that, but if you want that sort of thing, it's available there. Well, you watch that. I'm watching Major League Baseball. As we get closer and closer to the playoffs, the tension is mounting. Uh, last year's World Series champions, uh, the Braves, visited the White House the other day. Uh, why don't you kick off that report from Rich Edson there, Michael, 15. The Atlanta Braves at the White House today, the White House press secretary said that it was important to have a conversation about potentially changing the name of the team. Shortly after Herschel Walker's campaign came out with a statement, that uh, called the idea ridiculous and now the governor of the state Brian Kemp tweeted out the Braves should always be the Atlanta Braves go Braves and keep chomping well yeah the idea that the president would honor the Braves and then to cover his left flank say but they ought to change their name right after they leave is kind of chicken bleep I thought Trey Gowdy had a great uh, comment that was keep chopping not chomping they don't do the tomahawk right. chomp. They do the tomahawk chop. Right. And that, right. In case yeah. that was unclear. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, Trey Gowdy had a great uh, comment. Number 17, Michael. I didn't see the entire poll. I don't know where what the Atlanta Braves baseball team is called. Falls, crime, inflation, gas prices, <laughs> foreign policy. My guess is it's not in the top five. The left has created a little bit of this because they focus so much on it. It is, I I haven't had a person in my life ask me about the name of the Atlanta baseball team. Not one. That's because you're not Native American, white male, cis white male. What's his cis got to do with it? (laughs) Mm. Mm. Oh, what? That sounded a little transphobic. What? I think I could do that. That's how you do it, folks. I oh, I, yeah. I think I could do that. Oh, sure, like a ring and a bell. Yeah. That's one of the benefits of that uh, particular, the woke ideology, the critical theory thing, is you don't have to be smart at all to, like, corner people and, and and you know, quote, unquote, win an argument, because all you have to do is constantly yell at them that they're being a racist. The, 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 one, the, the Atlanta Braves one is weird, though, because so the Washington Redskins, you can make a decent argument for why that's not a good name. And then uh, Cleveland Indians, who are now the... Are they still the Cleveland Indians? Or? The no, Guardians. They're the, they're the Guardians. Guardians. So Not they, to be confused with the Redskins, who are now the Commanders, right? But so they I understand, So they wanted to get away from the... The Cleveland Indians wanted to get away from the, the guy kind of... Uh, you know, step Cartoonish. Cartoonish, there you go. 
uh, cartoonish yeah. Indian on the hat and everything like that. Oh, okay, you can kind of make an argument that, although I don't think there were a lot of people upset about it. But I do not get the argument at all for not having a team called the Braves. That seems awesome. Yeah, it's very much, it's just the Warriors. It's it, a particular uh, Native American version of the Warriors or the... You know, my high school team was the Sentinels. You know, whatever. It's, 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 there, there are a hundred different variations. But that's cool. Why, why wouldn't you want, if a kid ever asks at a young age, what's a brave? A brave? Well, that was the, uh, the, 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 the men who fought in battle. They were the bravest of the men. And they, that's a very cool story. Why would you want that yeah. to go away? I just, that one I don't get. Says the cis white male. See, everybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I assume you're cis. I've never looked down below. Yeah. Don't intend to. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, boy. So what what time is it? What do you want to do? What are, I, what are we doing? What are you Oh, I've got to, I've to got several te- <laughs> I've got several teases. Uh, I'm a flight attendant. Here's the secret to get free first class upgrade. That's probably worth taking a listen. We have an update on the world chess champion accusing his accusing his rival of stipping, sticking something up his hind end to cheat. If you haven't heard that story. God, what a weird story. Oh, yeah. Why do you like the music you like? Fascinating stuff. So there's some non-political, non-controversial things that we can talk about. Why do I like the music I like? Because it's the best music. Stupid. And a little more on the Biden student loan bailout program and what it's going to cost oh. as the numbers came out yesterday. A lot is the answer to that. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Remember when Matt Gates of Florida got accused of being a pedophile? Remember that story? Do you do you know the follow up to it that came out on Friday, late in the day, paragraph twelve of the thirtieth page? Do you remember? Have you heard? No, of course you haven't heard the follow up to that story. Oh, we'll have that for you uh, coming up next segment. But just it's very maddening and scary about the way things work in government and journalism nowadays. Stay tuned. Wow. Wow. Plus a really interesting update to the uh, cartoonishly large breasted, perhaps transgender Canadian teacher who may indeed be a, a person who is trolling the woke crowd. Update on that to come, so stay tuned if you want, or if you can. Um, Well, if you want. The Congressional Budget Office is out with their appraisal of how much the big student loan debt forgiveness plan would cost, and they're thinking about $400 billion. Woo! Although it could easily be more, and in fact, several responsible uh, organizations and, and estimators say, yeah, it'll clearly be more. Wealth redistribution to the people... With the best likelihood of being successful already. Right. To a tune of $400 yeah. billion. Dollars. Yeah. It cancels $10,000 in debt for those earning less than $125,000 per year uh, and 20000 for those who receive Pell Grants, which just kind of indicates they're poor, but they might not have borrowed anything. I don't know. Um, 
but uh, the reaction from the White House to the CBO estimate is weird. I mean, for instance, Chuck Schumer and Elizabeth Warren are saying uh, not that many people are going to take advantage of it, so it won't be that expensive, which is an odd way to defend a program. Right. The paperwork is going to be so complex and onerous, most people won't get through it. And then they went on to say, that the CBO estimate makes clear that millions of middle-class Americans have more breathing room thanks to President Biden's, Biden's historic decision to cancel student debt. Well, I will tell you this. This is incredibly regressive, as Jack points out. It is wildly abusive of executive power. It's almost certainly going to be found unconstitutional by the courts. It is by far the most expensive, quote-unquote, executive action that's ever been issued. It is clearly legislation, not executive action, and it just tap dances. It it, it makes a mockery of the HEROES Act that they're basing their right to do this on that was about you can't foreclose on a kid we just sent to Afghanistan um, if he's having trouble making the payment. Well, so the stretched beyond all recognition reasoning is, well, it was a uh, pandemic, which is kind of an emergency, mostly caused by the government, at least the economic fallout of it. Um, and so uh, these kids who aren't heroes, but they borrowed money to go to college, uh, we can forgive that, too. I mean, forget it, please. It's ridiculous. But not car payments or a gazillion other things that you could say people couldn't afford because of an emergency. Just right. college kids. Well, we all know why that is, because it's a large uh, voting block that has lost enthusiasm for the current president. But, um, yeah, on the whole most expensive stroke of a pen, I don't see how anybody of any political stripe is okay with one guy being able to sign something and spend $400 billion. Well, and just for the record, the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget uh, calculates the cost at somewhere between $440 billion and $600 billion, and the University of Pennsylvania's Penn Wharton budget model, which is no paragon of conservatism, uh, estimates just over $600 billion. I so said you're kidding me. 60% of the way to a trillion dollars just with a stroke of the pen, not legislated? That's absurd. Yep. Well, and even the New York Times weighed in on this question administrative officials administration officials i should say have tried to portray the potential costs as much lower than outside groups estimates asserting that debt cancellation is quote paid for by higher than expected tax revenues this year an explanation that defies traditional budget accounting conventions (laughs) according to the new york times wow uh, how the budget deficit is coming down, not only because of increased tax revenue, but the government also borrowed trillions more than usual last year to pay for a nearly $2 trillion stimulus package, blah, blah, blah. So the idea that the deficit is coming down because of the brave actions of the Biden administration is ridiculous. It's just that we borrowed such an absurd amount last year. Of course it's going to come down this year. So let me jam this in. I'm a flight attendant. Here's the secret to get free first class upgrade. First of all, this. If you want to book cheap flights, book on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. That's a good tip. I didn't know that. Uh, a lot of times it's when I'm free on the weekend I'm going to book a flight. But book on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays to save money. Hide your VPN or uh, use a VPN to hide your true location on the airline's website because they price gouge if you're based in the U.S. or base it on lo- on location sometimes, the price that shows up for buying tickets. That's interesting. I'd never thought about that. That's odd. Airlines typically move passengers around for weight and balance purposes. 
So to secure a free first-class upgrade is to book your ticket in the very last row on the plane. It'll be more likely to get moved to the front to balance out the way. How about if I'm a giant That's a fat gamble. guy? I look and say, right. there's a couple fat guys in the back. You might want to have me up front, keep this baby balanced. You don't want the plane to tip up. I mean, <laughs> come on. Armstrong and... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One quick sex scandal note before we get to another sex scandal. 
the coach of the Boston Celtics, and the Boston Celtics were in the finals last year. He is not going to get to coach the team for an entire year because of some inappropriate relationship he had with a staffer. When I heard that story last week, I thought, ah, we got to update our rules for the modern workplace. I mean, you're criminalizing courtship, as Geraldo Rivera said. But anyway, so uh, a player came to his defense last week and then over the weekend said, uh, I got more details on what happened. I am no longer a defender of the coach. Mm. So I don't know what the details are, and he wouldn't say them, but there are some details out there that make it different than what it looked like, apparently. So anyway, that's that sex scandal. On to a more important one than a sports coach. A sitting congressperson. Do you remember Matt Gates of Florida? He is a, uh, he's not really my cup of tea, but he uh, he knows how to get attention on cable news. Um, and, uh, and a lot of the stuff he did, I really, really like. He pushed back hard during the impeachment hearings on some of the stuff the Democrats were doing. And Adam Schiff was saying and uh, called him out on a lot of uh, overstatements and that sort of stuff and, and made a lot of enemies that way, which might be the real key to this story he made a lot of enemies in the justice department made a lot of en- enemies on the uh on that committee he's also the sort of guy that um was defending capital rioters saying hey all the people that rioted during the george floyd thing and uh, tore down buildings and assaulted cops and whatever i don't remember anybody being hardly charged at all and now you're charging these people okay got an argument there he went to wyoming and campaigned against liz cheney but so he's a you know he's a firebrand yeah, he's uh, Trumpier than thou, a bit of a grandstander. But between Liz Cheney and the Democrats and everything like that, he's made a lot of enemies. Uh, he was good at getting on TV, as I mentioned. He was a frequent, he also looks like a Ken doll. He's probably Somewhat. not my cup of tea in that he's a good-looking rich kid uh, who became a congressperson. And Anyway, um, Gates was a frequent fixture on television, reportedly averaging 87 minutes a month on the air during the 12 months prior to the end of March 2021. That's a lot of airtime. That really is. Yeah. Well, you could book him on your show, and you knew he was going to say something that was going to get a lot of attention. But then, and we talked about this a lot, on March 30th, 2021, all that changed with the publication of an anonymously anonymously sourced report accusing him of possibly being a child sex trafficker. Remember that night, he was on Tucker Carlson, and he tried to work that into the conversation and rope in Tucker. We played this a lot. Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there, and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. I, I, I don't remember the, the woman you're speaking of or the context at all, honestly. <laughs> he tried to pull in the particular girl that was involved in this story and make, Tucker, you were there. You know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I just That's so funny. But anyway, moving on, a group of New York Times reporters who won awards for their roles pushing the Russia collusion lie I should mention I'm reading Byron York. or Actually, it's a, uh, it's a, a group of people. It's Byron York commenting on Molly Hemingway's writing, but blah, blah, blah. It's uh, people that aren't fans of uh, uh, the Democrats in this, mm-hmm. to make it clear. Uh, a group of New York Times reporters who won awards for their roles pushing the whole Russian collusion thing uh, penned an anonymously sourced article with a devastating headline. Matt Gates is said to face Justice Department inquiry over sex with an underage girl. The story was sourced to three people briefed on the matter. None of them identified in any way. The story contained no evidence against Gates of sex crimes, but much guilt by association. Late in the story, the pack of reporters admitted that no charges had been filed and that the extent of his criminal exposure is unclear. Uh, Gates, by the way, strenuously and immediately asserted his innocence and denied the accusations. On Friday, this past Friday, 
18 months after he was accused of being a pedophile and a child sex trafficker, the Washington Post published another anonymously sourced report. Career prosecutors recommend no charges for Matt Gates," said the article, published quietly on Friday. Not only was he never convicted of any of the crimes he was alleged to have committed, he wasn't even charged. And if you wow. believe the anonymously sourced claims, he isn't going to be at any point. The damage, of course, was already done by the initial report written by reporters who regularly regurgitate political leaks from the Department of Justice and FBI sources. Matt Gates' days in politics are likely numbered, one CNN reporter claimed back in the day after the initial stuff came out. Um... Uh, Washington Post going on to say Gates's position is shaky. The allegations are the sort that makes it very difficult for his colleagues to come to his defense, and very few did. Uh, that was the goal of the politicized leaks, says Molly Hemingway. Gates couldn't very well critique the Department of Justice for their political prosecutions if he was a pariah who everyone thought was a pedophile. Wasn't the allegation that he would, like, pick up girls who were 17 in a state where the age of consent was 17, but then he'd bring them across the border and right. therefore, right. you know, to a 18 right. age of consent, therefore he was but apparently, crossing state lines for moral purposes or whatever. But apparently not to the point that anybody's going to charge him with anything after 18 months of looking into it. On the year anniversary of the Gates story, journalist Glenn Greenwald wrote that leaks have the effect and often the intent of destroying someone's reputation, convicting them of repellent crimes in the court of a public opinion, opinion that will never be brought in a court of law, thus relieving the state of the requirement to prove the crime and depriving the accused the opportunity to exonerate themselves. And that is precisely what happened. Yeah. How yeah. many people are aware that that story ended on Friday? Everybody heard, if you follow politics, everybody heard the original accusation and denials and then all the, you know, uh, panels on cable news shows, punditry around it Mm. and no charges of any kind are going to be brought after a year and a half of looking into it. Yeah, that's troubling. Now, it's possible. It's possible because uh, just because you end up not charging somebody or getting a conviction doesn't mean it was all a waste of time every time that happens. But on the other hand, somebody that was a thorn in the side of a whole bunch of different people from Liz Cheney on the right to all those Democrats on the left, they got him to shut up and be on his back foot, certainly by coming forward with this story that ended on Friday quietly. Well, I would sure love to see some accountability. And the only accountability you could have under the First Amendment really is is people realizing, okay, these reporters and uh, these publications are crackpots. They make stuff up. Um but where's the the full accounting? And I didn't see the story. Maybe there was that. Maybe prosecutors had non-cooperative witnesses, and they just knew there's zero chance we can get a conviction without this witness's cooperation. So we can't go ahead. Um, that's possible. I still don't feel like I know what happened or didn't happen. Sometimes witnesses, and that can happen. What what you just said can happen. But sometimes witnesses are non-cooperative because that was a bunch of crap. They said a bunch of crap that wasn't true, and we ain't got sure. When it came down to having to say it, you know, under oath, they weren't willing to say it. Yeah, or it turned out that the only thing they had was hearsay, and nobody was willing to back it up. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets all hot at the Justice Department. Oh my God, I think we can nail one of the Trumpy people, and they call their buddies at the Wapo and the New York Times. Yeah, but it's all hearsay. Hey, a uh, really great point uh, about the gigantic fake breasted canadian teacher uh maybe transgender who's probably a conservative activist maybe 
Uh, share that with you after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Nothing more important than the safety of yourself, the people you love, the feeling of security in your home. But old-school home security companies set you up with outdated technology, overcharge you for service, and they lock you into binding multi-year contracts. That's why people resist it. Simply Safe doesn't do any of that. They're the best, no long-term commitment. 24-7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected, dispatch police or fire first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection. You order it online, it comes to your home, you set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. And their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system from your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Again, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Do we have time for this? Yes, we do, actually. So... We told you about, maybe you saw the pictures. If you didn't, armstrongandgetty.com. We have the pictures of the bizarrely huge, fake, breasted, looks like a transgender yeah, it, Canadian high school teacher. It doesn't look like a human being. you got to realize it's not just like large-breasted. It's cartoonishly something very weird happening there. Gigantic, yeah, with clearly visible nipples, and, and it's just terrible. And initially, a lot of people thought it was... Uh, I, uh, just a crazy person who was living out some sort of weird sex fantasy. But uh, now there's word, and again, we haven't verified this, that the guy has been uh, persecuted for, quote-unquote, toxic masculinity and that he's not down with the woke crowd. So he's resorting to, a, oh, yeah, I'll show you how far I can take this, and you're going to be powerless to stop it because you've eliminated all limits. And if that's true, I love this guy, I think. I think um, <clears throat> if it turns out he's some sort of neo-Nazi or something, I didn't know that. All right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway having said that, we got this note from uh, why don't we just keep it anonymous? I don't know. It's a longtime correspondent and uh, one of my favorite uh, correspondents. But um, guys, your update to the busty Canadian trans teacher story reminded me South Park already did that episode 20 years ago. And I vaguely remember this. The episode, which is probably on the podium of South Park fandom, was called The Death Camp of Tolerance. Mm. In this episode, Mr. Garrison, who's the teacher to the fourth grade boys, is trying to get fired for being increasingly explicit with her his boyfriend, Mr. Slave. In front of the classroom. <laughs> Mr. Slave, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, and and this, the rest of this is not for the kids, okay? Uh, much like South Park. <clears throat> His boyfriend's name is Mr. Slave. Which is described in a minute or two. But uh, the parents, in their desperate attempts to be perceived as tolerant, ignore or shame the boys when they complain about Mr. Garrison's inappropriate and blatantly sexual behavior. Ultimately, this concludes with the boys being sent to tolerance camp while their teacher receives the Courageous Teacher Award as a result of presenting his authentic self and overcoming adversity. (laughs) That's great. From Wikipedia. When the people continue to call Garrison and Mr. Slave courageous for their actions, Garrison finally breaks down and shouts at them, saying that, quote, tolerating something, tolerating something does not mean that you have to like it. He goes on to say that tolerating his homosexuality should not mean that he can do things which are obviously inappropriate in front of his students. And he begs to be fired so he can collect on a discrimination lawsuit. But the principal, Principal Victoria, says she has a better idea. And that includes banishing Mr. Garrison and Mr. Slave to the tolerance camp because they were intolerant of themselves. 
And then there was a subplot in which the classroom pet is, shall we say, introduced into Mr. Slave, etc., who is basically a depiction of typical Folsom Street Fair attendees in San Francisco, if you're familiar with that. And then he mentions that uh, at the Babylon Bee, they keep a spreadsheet of headlines that ended up being true. They were parodied. They became true. They now have over 60 such headlines posted. Parody is dead. Long live our new tolerant reality. Mm. But I like that. That's so uh, South Park is some of the great art produced by modern man tolerating his homosexuality should not mean that he can do things which are obviously inappropriate. Sure. Hello. Seems pretty clear, but it doesn't work that way. Recognizing that some people are transgender doesn't mean you have to tolerate things that are obviously inappropriate and which for the entire history of mankind, everybody agreed were inappropriate. But now you say, well, that's problematic. That's uh, cis heteronormative uh, belligerence uh, taking place there. And everybody's like, I don't know what those words mean. And if they call me that, I will lose my job. So I guess I will acquiesce. Gotta stop. I was talking to somebody who went to the California State Fair uh, several weeks ago when it was going, and they they uh, they they happened to be there on uh, LGBTQ night or Pride night or whatever, which is fine. They didn't care, but then they came across they were doing one of those drag queen story hour things where they had a uh, you know drag queen reading, and kids were gathered around listening to the the reading. And they, what 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 is going on there? What's what's the point of that? Were the drag queens twerking and the kids sticking dollars into their G-strings? Because I've seen plenty of videos of that going around. All right. It's tolerance, folks. Tolerance. Uh, why do we like the music we like? Kind of an interesting question. Because it kicks ass, man. <laughs> uh, and some of the other things we can talk about coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. 
Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to this sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Why do I like this song so much? Because it kicks ass. Because it rocks. What a stupid question. Or is it because it reflects my personality? And if you don't like this song, it doesn't reflect yours. That's some new research out on why we like the music we like. And I think it has a lot to do with our personality. Uh, Also, uh, what was popular, this is probably the most important part, that song came out when I was 16, I think, 1981. Um, It says here, you tend to be more fond of music from your adolescent years, a specific age period, 10 to 30. I think we all agree with that, right? The music we listen to between ages 10 and 30, we tend to... uh, go back to or feel is more special, with a mm-hmm. peak at 14. The peak of when you loved certain music, according to this, is 14. Of when you form your musical identity, I guess. Yeah, I can absolutely see that, sure. I'm just, I'm thinking about specific music versus kind of a style of music. They're both true, I think. One model outlines three dimensions of musical attributes. Arousal, depth, and valence? Valence? I don't know that word. Perhaps they explain it. V-A-L-E-N-C-E. I ain't got a thing if it don't have that valence. Uh, Arousal is linked to the amount of energy intensity in the music. I think we all get what that is. That uh, ACDC song there has a fair amount of energy and intensity, as opposed to when I listen to my Miles Davis kind of blue, it's pretty, uh, pretty mellow. Well, and presumably different people like different levels of intensity and seek that out. At different times, we will learn. Hmm. Uh, valence is a spectrum from negative to positive emotions whether or not you want negative or positive and depth indicates both a level of emotional and intellectual complexity Uh, rapper Pitbull's music is low on depth classical and jazz would be high on depth that's interesting when I'm like in a mood for like art I'm I'm leaning more toward the jazz which is high on depth I guess according to this um we prefer music from artists whose personalities we identify with. I don't know if I believe that. Uh, uh, maybe there's, sometimes. There's music I really like from people that I think I would hate or abhor their lifestyles, so I right. don't Maybe it gives you an extra couple of points in your brain and heart or something, but... 
Personality yeah, that sounds like crap to me. <laughs> personality traits may predict people's musical taste, researchers say. Despite sociocultural differences, participants around the world displayed personality traits that were consistently correlated with their preference for certain genres of music. If you're a super, you know, and we probably see this in our lives, right? The, the, the super aggressive manly dude is probably more likely at age 45 to be jamming that ACDC tune out the window as he pulls away from the softball game than the uh, the bookish, calm, wears his sweater over his shoulders, tied in a knot around under his chin guy who might be listening to, uh, I don't know, classical or something. Well, you want the sweater close in case it gets colder. <laughs> Sometimes I get chilly while I'm listening to Kenny G. <laughs> uh Personality, one determinant of our musical preferences. The other one is context. We tend to listen more aggressive music earlier in the day, more energetic music during the day, and then we tend to get to the more relaxing music in the evening. I've never noticed that in my patterns. Maybe I do. Huh. Uh, Younger people tend to like intense music. Older people tend to dislike it. Listeners of mellow music are more likely to be women. Listeners of intense music more likely to be men. And this is true all around the world. They didn't just use, you know, the kind of music you're probably picturing. They used music you don't listen to in various other cultures. It's still true. All these things are still true. Sure, Polish men really dig heavier polkas than the ladies do. More tuba! More tuba! (laughs) As opposed to kind of a softer oom-pa-pa for a woman or later in the day. Right. It's more umama. I don't um, know. Um, most most people I know, their m- musical taste like mine is so all over the place. I don't know I don't know how you come up with even general generalizations. On any given day or week, I mean I I'm really into something and then I don't know, I change to something else. Well, and as interesting, if not more to me, is the the guy who listens to the same 150 classic rock songs his entire life versus people who are much more restless and Catholic in their musical tastes. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read while I talk. It's always a bad idea. Right. Uh, You can text us anytime, 415-295-KFTC. If you miss an hour of this here show, any hour, because we're on for four hours, you can find the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. 
Discover more at viking.com.